For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. Today, we are changing things up and we're going to be doing an audience audit. This is really exciting. So <laughs> we had this idea in the last couple of months that we really wanted to do something around case studies or like actual live coaching of clients, like something where we were helping you to learn some of what we teach in business through the experiences of the advice we would give, um, to one or more of you. So we just thought like, there's no better way to learn how to apply the concepts that we talk about on this show and in our work than to sort of see them being applied to someone's business, maybe yours. So we started this series called the audience audit. And Sandy, do you want to tell folks if they want to apply to have our eyes on their business, where they will go? Yeah. If you are interested um, in us looking at your business and giving you some ideas for growth, that's usually the problem that people are having. Um, just head over to andshe.co slash audit, A-U-D-I-T. There's a quick little Airtable form, fill it out, give us some info, and uh, we will consider creating a whole episode around your business. Yeah. And I just want to say too, our vision is to help many of you, like 50,000 people to be able to earn at least a hundred thousand dollars in your online business. Like that's kind of the vision of our companies. And we realize like we won't be able to individually mentor and coach 50,000 people. <laughs> like it's just going to, that's a hard thing to do. And so we want to offer these podcast episodes to you as an approximation so that you can see us kind of running through our business framework and you get like the next best thing, which is, which is like our best thinking on how to apply this framework we've developed over the past decade, um, to your business or a business like yours. So that's why we're doing these, um, just we're getting started. We're figuring it as, out as we go. So bear with us here, but we want to kind of do these episode by episode, taking on one of your businesses, getting both of us to kind of take some time diving into your website, your offer, your 
um, blog or podcast or YouTube channel, like your social media following, and then trying to understand if it were our business, what we would do, or if you were in our luminaries program, what we would, for example, advise you to do on in, in the coaching experience. Okay. So ready to dive in to our first Let's ever dive audit. in. So who's our first person, Sandy? Uh, her name is Krishna and she runs a prenatal and postnatal yoga business online. And so we've just spent the last, I don't know, half an hour, just diving deep into her business. And we've kind of uh, pulled out all of the facts that she's given them. And uh, then we're going to run through our framework and give her our best advice, as you said, as if it were our business. So do you want, do you want maybe just for me to run, like, let's just get the facts out, like the actual stats and stuff. So we know where we're at. Well, let's do a description of her business first. And then, then maybe you can run through the stats, Sandy. So Krish is an Indian Spanish mama of two. She's a scientist and a yoga teacher, and she's based in Valencia, Spain. Hi, Krish. I bet it is beautiful in Valencia right now. And again, like you said, she teaches um, pregnancy and prenatal postnatal yoga, both online and in Spain. So that's kind of the background of her business. And she has been teaching online for about one year. So that's kind of the, the story there. And do you want to kind of run through some of some of the stats she shared with us? Sure. So she, her email list is 159 subscribers, social media followers are 1250. So she has a total audience size of 1409. Um, for the last 12 months, we ask about revenue and she just said minimal. So, um, we don't know the exact number, but her goal is to make, um, sorry, I think it's 50,000 euros. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah, her goal is to make 50,000 euros per year. Um, yeah. So what she is currently selling, um, she's got a monthly membership for sale. She has a online course and she teaches in-person classes. She's also a marvelous client. So we'll talk about this in a second. So if you were to, that's what shows on her website, the things I just listed. But if you go to her marvelous site, she has many more things. So we will Ten talk about things. that. 10 things. 10 things. Yes. Okay. Okay. So let's kind of dive into our framework. So if you are one of our coaching clients, you know, our framework, we're going to talk about both visibility and kind of offer here, but let's start with visibility. So in our visible program and in our teachings, we recommend that you have a single visibility vehicle that is either a blog, a podcast, or a YouTube channel. And Krish has a wonderful podcast. And so it looks like she's consistently putting that podcast out. And, um, and so I would just say like, in terms of our framework and meeting the need of having sort of a primary visibility vehicle, she is definitely, she's a podcaster. She's a podcaster, but she's also has blogs up like blog posts up as well. So, um, that would be one one question is, does she need to, or want to do both? Because what she said is her problem. The reason that she wrote into us is that she's finding it really hard, difficult to do all the things to show up consistently in her business. Um, and she's getting all sorts of advice to do all different things and add more and I'll add more and I'll add more. So that was one thing I would ask her is if podcasting, we listened to it for a second and, uh, we're just like, 
single-handedly deciding that you should be a podcaster because of your voice, but beautiful. Um, <laughs> but if that is what you want to do, and that's what you love to do is to be a podcaster, then be a podcaster. And you can take each podcast episode and make that a blog post if you want. So mm -hmm. if it's, if, if you do want to constrain and cut back, just choose one. And maybe we're wrong about the podcast and you prefer writing, but just choose one thing where you can get your thoughts out there, your ideas out there so that people can find you. You don't have to have both podcast and blog. So I think that's what she's doing with her blog. Like from just clicking around, I think that that's, I think that her blog is her podcast also. So when you click on her blog and click into the individual posts, like okay, it, is, okay. it is a post right. about it. So she's doing the exact right thing with that. So that's a good lesson for everybody though, Sandy. So I'm glad you brought that up, which is that like, basically everyone is a blogger. <laughs> you may just be posting your podcast episodes as your blog or your YouTube videos as your blog, but it's a great idea to have a quote unquote blog as a content creator. And so Krish is doing this perfectly right. Um, if we wanted to get really nitpicky there, we would go through all of those, make sure that they're all actually podcast episodes. We did, we just kind of clicked around. And the other thing is she does also have a YouTube channel. Um, it does not look like it's her consistent focus. It's just more, it looks like it's a little bit more random. Um, so I would just say, Chris, if you are feeling overwhelmed, I would let YouTube go for now. You seem to be on a really good, consistent track with your podcast. I mean, being only one year into this business, you're doing amazing. I just want to put that out there. Like you're exactly where you should be. And, um, you've made a ton more progress than a lot of people have made one year in. So if overwhelm is an issue, I would encourage you to just sort of like put the YouTube channel on hold, just run with the podcast and let that be your singular visibility vehicle. Okay. So then once you put out your content, we want you to amplify it out there in the world. So we want you to choose one platform. If you, you can choose more, if you have, um, capacity, but it sounds like you're struggling with that. So we would encourage you to choose one platform. So where is it that you can find your clients? Yeah. So it looks like Chris is doing a great job amplifying on Instagram. I would say this is like for sure her amplifier and she's doing this. Um, it looks like she's amplifying her podcast and doing other content like personal content and just general content about her brand. She's doing amazing. So I would say like right track there. I do notice on her website that she also has a Facebook link and my guess is that she has a Facebook page where she's also kind of posting her Instagram posts too. And then she probably has that, that page set up so that she can run ads, um, which is fine. So I would say like, it's not a problem to have a Facebook business page. In fact, it can be really helpful, especially if you want to get into ads, but if Instagram is your primary amplifier for your work, then having Facebook just sort of be automatically fed your Instagram content is exactly where I would land, not creating any independent content over there on Facebook. Okay. And so then the next thing we want to talk about is list building and getting people who are now finding you and discovering you and reading you, reading about whatever you're writing about, talking about how do they get onto your list? And that has to happen through some kind of opt-in, some kind of invite um, where they give you your email, their email in exchange for something. So in your case, mm -hmm. right across the top, it's very clear. It's very obvious is an opt-in for, um, 
what does she call it? I just clicked off the website. Yeah, it is. I also just clicked off. (laughs) It is a, uh, I'm waiting for the banner to load. It's not loading for me now because I probably closed it. It's like a mama circle. It seems like it's like a monthly live event. Um, that's a mom circle where people can come and I guess, practice with you online in real time. And so Chris, what I would say here is I think that's a beautiful opt-in, but I think that there are limits to having like a once a month event, be your, your primary opt-in for your brand and your business, because it's very limiting, um, to the time zone that you're located in. So I'm on Pacific time in the United States. And so I think your sessions would be at something like 5am my time. So you're, you know, you're really limiting yourself to a certain part of the world. And the beauty of an online business is that you can really gather people from anywhere on the planet. So I would encourage you um, to consider having a different opt-in or, or something in addition to this, that is like, at any moment, someone who comes across your brand can opt in and have um, a taste of what it's like to work with you. So that's the one, like, that's kind of one of the bigger areas where I think you could make a difference here. Um, Any thoughts on that, Sandy? Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. And I think that I would, I would, because if I came across the site and it was like the, the, the circle, the mama circle happened yesterday, I'd be like, oh, I missed it. And I would probably bounce right off. So what can you give that visitor immediately so that I can get something, you know, consume it, enjoy it, learn from it and become a a big fan of yours. So that's the work that you have to do is figure out what could you create. And it could be like a little three-part podcast, mini podcast series, or a, you know, a a PDF of a a workbook, a worksheet, something like little that's um, small and easy to consume and incredibly helpful and valuable to those mamas. Yeah. I love that idea. And I will say Krish has like a general opt-in, like a newsletter sign up opt-in in the middle of her homepage as a div, which is, which is fine. Um, but I would, if like your newsletter is something that you're super proud of and you're sending your content out from your podcast to your list, I would update the copy on that section to make it like, I am not leaving this site until I opt into this newsletter because that is so compelling. So some people can get away with their opt-in being a newsletter, um, but I would encourage you to do what Sandy said and to like, you know, think about a PDF download or a guide or something that's like a quick win for the women um, who come across your brand and who align with you as a teacher and want to see if they're ready to, you know, join your membership or spend some money with you. And I noticed that in your shop drop down on your website, you have a link to bookshop with like some books that you recommend, like a really easy opt-in for you would be just like, here's the list of, you know, my best and my most recommended books for new moms or something like that, where you're just taking something and repurposing it. Um, and just put those same affiliate links in that PDF download and write, you know, make us make some copy about it. Yeah. And I think I just, this is a really common thing that we see when it comes to copywriting is that like, I don't know that there's many people who want to join a newsletter. Like it just mm-hmm. is not interesting. It's not compelling. I, and the language that Chris has used here is join my inner circle. And I 
as a potential client have no idea why I would join that inner circle. Like what is in it for me? How often are you going to communicate? What are you going to tell? Like, it's just, it's about you and you need it to, you need to make it about them. So what are they going to get, um, to join your inner circle? I would encourage you to head over to Angie.co and check out how we encourage people to join our newsletter. Um, I think it's interesting and different and, uh, you can check that out. Okay. The other thing, Jenny, about the opt-in is uh, once people land on her list, what we can't see is like mm -hmm. what happens. Like, does she have a really strong opt-in or a nurture sequence that's, that is automated after they join in? Is it interesting? Is it clear? Is it, does it invite them to join the membership or join the course, which we're going to talk mm -hmm. about next? Like, just make sure that you do have that opt-in sequence behind whatever the opt-in is. Yeah. And just a quick pl like plug for our shop too. If we do have a nurture sequence template available in our luminous shop. So if that's something, those of you listening are like, oh man, I've got my opt-in set up, but I really, those emails on the back end that people get are maybe a little weak. Just encourage you to head on over to the luminous shop dot com and download, you know, for very little amount of money, you can grab our, our template for a nurture sequence. Okay. So, all right. So we've gone through kind of the marketing side of Krish's business here. We've kind of done an audit of what's her visibility vehicle. What's her primary amplifier. What is her opt-in situation look like? And she's, she's doing really well here. There's just a few areas of improvement and suggestions we would make, but now let's go ahead and talk about her offers, her, her offers that she's selling to her audience. Now, Sandy, I think there's like one glaring thing that we kind of alluded to already. If you want to go ahead and point that out for our yeah, listeners. So the, the way that we teach our um, early entrepreneurs and in, in online space, we want everyone to focus on one offer all the way to hundred K make hundred K. Um, and I'm talking us dollars. So, you know, it's roughly what I think close to what you want to make one thing to that end, uh, 50,000 euros. If you have, and I know this is what happens for so many people is that you think that if the more things that you have, the more options, the more things for sale, the more likely you will get to that goal. And it's in fact, quite the opposite. The more things you have for sale, the more scattered you are, the more overwhelmed you are, the more confused the client um, is. Uh, it's really hard to pay attention to all of them. It's really hard to market all of them. It's really hard to deliver all of them. And you kind of just breakdown in overwhelm. So your website has a membership and it has a course. And then your marvelous site has 10 things. Jenny tells me 10 products for sale Ten. in the shop. Yeah. So they're probably mm -hmm. not all actively being promoted, but still, if someone lands in that shop, the, they're like, that's a what? tricky experience for, yes. um, for the student. Yeah. So I think that, I think we just want to hammer home that when you make something to sell it on the internet. There's a tremendous amount of kind of marketing energy that needs to go into promoting it. And as a new business, a new online business, it is not sustainable for you to have the kind of energy to put into more than one offer. Like it's just not fair to expect that you're going to be able to put what you need into on the marketing side of multiple offers, like the amount of copywriting, the amount of like email writing, sales page writing, kind of the amount of social 
post conversation, like you just can't promote it enough, especially early on. You're just still kind of figuring out your systems and there's only one of you most likely. And so I just, I strongly encourage you, Krish, to kind of pick which one of these offers you kind of want to run with to start. I think the membership and course combination is like magic. Like we love the idea of having a course that like feeds into a membership. It's such a brilliant business model. However, we really, like Sandy said, encourage you to kind of reach that initial revenue goal with just one of these things so that you can put your full effort behind promoting it. And from the looks of it, I sense that your membership is like your core offer, but I, we clicked around, we looked at your course and we looked at your membership. They both look phenomenal. Like you've made, you've made, you've done great work in your first year. So I really think the choice is yours. Now there are benefits to selling a course and there are benefits to selling a membership. Memberships provide recurring revenue. There's, there's more stability. Although in the pre and postnatal world, there, there's some trickiness there, right? Because people kind of graduate out of that experience a little faster than they would a traditional online wellness membership. So I just, um, and then of course, usually you get a higher amount per customer and like all at once, but you've got to be kind of constantly selling. Um, and you don't have that recurring revenue to rely on as a base, a base revenue to feed your business. So I just, there's no right, perfect answer to this. I just encourage you to like pick one of these two and, and maybe one of the other eight, but I, I think probably one of these two and just like hone in on it and say, okay, I'm going to take this thing all the way to 50,000 euros or hundred K or whatever it is. Yeah. And never tell yourself that you've wasted time or that you made a mistake or that it was all for naught because you will use, like say that you do decide to go, okay, I'm hundred percent in my membership. I'm going to focus there. That course is not wasted. That will right. come back. That is an yeah. asset that you've created for your business. That is not just, it's not a loss leader. Like that will, you will use that and the experience that you gained creating that, selling it and so on. So just, um, we're really asking you to constrain and it's hard when, you know, I imagine that you are much like all of us who are creators and just want to give and just want to teach and just want to coach and do all these things, but it's, it's really hard to reach your revenue goal, um, with too many things. So choose the thing and just go all in, choose your one thing and go all the way to your goal with it. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's probably the biggest needle mover there for Krish that, and then getting an opt-in that's sort of always available up and running. So those are kind of the two more immediate things for you to, to work on Chris, that we would recommend. And if you were, if we were you, what we would collectively do. And then I just, I think let's go ahead and dive Sandy into Chris's perceived problem. Like that's one of the questions we ask in the audience. Uh, in the audit, <laughs> idiotic <laughs> audit, whatever one of the questions we ask in the audience audit intake form is like, what, you know, kind of, what are the problems that you personally are having in your business? And Sandy, what did crush express in those, in that form? Well, there was two things. It was just like, um, a, a, a sense that she can't do it all like this. Like I don't like people are giving her advice to go on TikTok and to go into Pinterest and stuff. And that the speed, like she's you know, excited and she sees things moving in the right direction, but it's this, it's not growing as fast as she'd like. Mm -hmm. So for the first thing, I think we've kind of addressed that about the difficulty of doing all things. You don't have to do all things. And the more you constrain, the more you're going to grow and let people have all sorts of opinions about where you should be and just nod and say, yes, thank you very much. And just focus on Instagram. Right. 
The speed of business is, I think, an interesting one. And um, I'm sure a lot of the listeners can, can relate. Like, I don't know that there's other than us in the pandemic. I don't know that there was anybody that's like, oh, I'm super happy with how my business is growing. And well, we were not happy. <laughs> we were not happy, but our business was growing. It was just oh, too, yeah. fast. too fast. But um, you are doing all the things. And now is where you have to put in the patience and the consistency and just keep working at this until you get that result. There will be stumbles and there will be falls. And it's just all about you, like picking yourself up and continuing to go. The, I think the, the hang up or where people get tripped up is like adding more because it's not going fast enough. Mm-hmm. And I think again, the opposite is true where you just keep going, doing what you're doing, keep with this super consistent message about who you are, who you're trying to attract, call the right people in. Um, one other thing, Jenny is the, she had mentioned she was doing some, some ads. So if you really want to speed this up, it's time or money, right? And so if you have some money to throw at this, you could um, increase your ads. And I think you wanted to share um, our current method. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, we're very big proponents on like building up you, you as a thought leader, like that is in this creator economy, you need to make a name for yourself in order to stand out. That's increasingly important. And so I would like, in addition, or instead of running ads during a launch, which it sounds like what you were doing, Krish in the past, I would encourage you because you have this phenomenal podcast that you've released, it's very inexpensive to run ads to a podcast episode. And I would encourage you, you can take a look in the Facebook ads library of what we're doing. You can like FYI (laughs) tip for anyone who's trying to study what anyone else is doing on Facebook. You can go into the ads library and, and take a a gander, but we're, you know, you, we want you to have more visibility on your thought leadership. So, so it's very inexpensive. You could say $5 or five euros a day or something. And send people to go listen to and be exposed to your podcast. That's going to help to kind of like build that warm audience of people and get people like really knowing quickly if they're a good fit to work with you or not. Like podcasts have this very um, particular way of building intimacy, which is why most of us do this, right? Like it's a, it's a very powerful way to communicate auditory communication. People are listening to your podcast when they're going for a walk on the beach or they're like putting their baby to sleep or, you know, whatever, making dinner. And it builds like a very deep connection. So I'd encourage you if you're comfortable with ads and you want to grow a little faster, that's one way to start to build that audience. I would, if you're doing that and neither of us listen to a full episode of your show, but I would make sure that you have that kind of evergreen opt-in, um, where you're, you're getting, giving people an opportunity to opt into your email list in exchange for a gift, you know, of some sort, some quick win. Um, I, if you're going to spend the money in ads, I would make sure that that opt-in and nurture sequence are dialed in. But yeah, that's, that's what I would really consider. And, and just, I want to speak about this timeline too. The name of the game in online business is to stay in long enough. The name of the game is to stay in the game, right? Like to stay in long enough that you start to realize the success that's possible. And so I would just say, looking at what you've built in one year is like kind of mind blowing to me. Like we see people that have been in business for many years that don't have 
the kind of level of business that you've created, the product level, the website, the content machine you've created and built out. And I would just say like, you're doing it. So you're, you're exactly where you need to be. And it just takes time. Like business actually takes time. And that's, that's like an, I think the sooner that you can get comfortable with that. And, and so like, make sure that you have your financial needs met, like with a side hustle or a day job or whatever else, so that you can give your business the time it needs to breathe and grow because eventually it will overtake (laughs) that income. Um, if you can just stay in long enough. And so what we see is so often people put these runways and these pressures on themselves that they need to make X amount of money within a certain time frame. they burn out or they can't stay in because they need to go make money. Um, you have the makings of a real business here. And I would just encourage you to stick with it and in like have realistic expectations. And if you need to make a certain revenue goal for your business, that's sort of a separate question that would direct at, that would give us different direction in terms of recommending certain product types to you. So for example, like a lower priced membership is going to take longer to get you to that 50 K Euro number than maybe like a higher ticket course or, you know, small group program would, but we don't have all that information kind of about what your personal needs are. So I just want to, to throw that out there. Yeah. And I would just say the work that you've done in the past years to create, and I think I would encourage you to stop creating and start promoting and talking and becoming incredibly visible and known that is the work. Now you don't need to create any more thing other than to just continue to deliver, continue to deliver the program programs that you've created. But now the work is promoting and just becoming visible and becoming discoverable. Yeah. You're basically a podcaster now. Like that's your job. That's your actual day job, like for your business. And so like, I think that there's, that's such a good point, Sandy, because once you've made the thing and it's in good enough shape, which yours certainly is Krish, like then your job is really to just do your visibility work. That's like 80% of your job. And so as it relates to your business like that, so, so you, you clearly have invested um, in the, in creating a consistent show, like that's actually your job now, which is kind of, if hopefully you love podcasting <laughs> because like it's, a, it's, first of all, it's so much fun. It's, and it's an incredible, you know, visibility vehicle, but like you get to now kind of hone in on that craft, just let that be enough for you. Um, and then obviously like amplifying that content on your social channel, on your Instagram, but you've got it. You're there. You figured yeah. it out. <laughs> All right. So should we just give one last summary of what we would like to see her do? Sure. Stay with podcasting. Yes. Keep on, stay on one social media to amplify what you're doing. Yes. And we encourage you to stay on Instagram, Chris, just because like you've already built a great account and you, you certainly could start ignoring it and switch to TikTok, but I don't know why you would do that. So yeah, we vote that you stay on Instagram. (laughs) Um, consider making one more opt-in so that it's not time sensitive Mm -hmm. Choose course or membership and promote the crap out of it that's all you talk about that's what you're known for consider ads to pod ads to your podcast paid ads to your podcast Mm -hmm. and just stay in the game yeah yeah and then the only other thing i would say is just like because we didn't audit the nurture sequence do a self audit Mm -hmm. on your nurture sequence Um, and it sounds like you might need to 
I don't know if you can repurpose the nurture sequence that you have on the back end of your live mama circle or your newsletter opt-in, but if not, like that's, that's another project for you. I would carve out is just like, get your nurture, nurture sequence dialed in. Okay. We did it. First one. <laughs> All right, Chris, hope that was helpful for you. And for those of you who want to participate again, Sandy, do you want to throw out that link again? Yeah, for it's and, and she.co slash audit. And thank you, Chris, for submitting and letting us uh, do this for you. Hopefully it was, hopefully it was helpful. All right, folks. We'll see you next time.